0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Entree Pastors Podcast. My name is John Sanders, one of the co founders of Entree Pastors, and I'm here today to share some really good news with you, Pastor. Are you ready? Man, just take a quick minute, whatever you're doing, stop. Unless you're driving down the road, then keep doing what you're doing and uh, don't don't do anything unsafe. But let me just speak a word of encouragement over you because here's the good news. Are you ready, Pastor? You have Permission. There you go. I came here today to give you permission. Well, permission for what and permission from who? We'll get into all of that here in just a minute. But here, let me kind of set the stage for the conversation I want to have with you today. First of all, can we just be honest that one of the things that is easy to fall into in pastoral ministry, as far as kind of a ditch or a trap, is taking on the posture of people pleasing. Am I speaking to any pastor out there who would raise their hand and be honest and say, I have some people-pleasing tendencies? I, I've i got my hand up right now, okay? Because if I'm not careful, I can go there. Um, even though being a pastor puts you in a leadership role, you have been called to lead other people, a lot of times it's easy for us as pastors uh, to really have this urge to want to keep church people happy. Um, because we want people to like us. We want people to be happy with us. We want people to keep putting money in the offering plates, right. To keep funding the work that we're in, you know, in charge of leading and responsible for. We just don't like conflict. You know, most, uh, most healthy people I know don't love being at odds with people. And so there's a lot of people pleasing if we're not careful that we can fall into, uh, in church life. And, That's a problem at the end of the day. This can be a very big problem, especially for a pastor who is starting to say, Hey, you know what? There might be a better model, there might be a different model. You know, in recent days on this podcast, we've been talking about challenging that model of the full time pastoral thing, you know, where that's your sole job. And there may be a pastor going, I don't know if I want to do that that way anymore i still want to serve god still want to be in the church still want to be a pastor i just might be open to doing it more from this entree pastor model if you will if that's a thing by the way it's technically not like a formal thing but it's exactly what we're encouraging pastors to do to become entrepreneurial pastors that are in addition to leading in the church world they're also out in the marketplace serving and leading people there through business because of a lot of reasons that we think are good for you pastor for your family and for the churches that you serve for many pastors here's the point that's going to put you on a direct collision course with some people being unhappy not real pleased when they see their quote unquote full-time pastor that they've been paying a big forty five thousand dollar a year annual salary go out into the marketplace and start a business. Uh, we're not happy about that, Pastor. And so you're you're gonna run into this really quickly. A lot of the work we do with some of our clients is around the mindset stuff, like helping them learn to think differently. So you, there might be some fear if you're wrestling with this decision of breaking out of that traditional ministry model, um, because it's like, man, it's, Gladys isn't gonna like this. She's not gonna be happy. And what I want to talk about in this episode, we'll keep it brief, but I want to talk to you about the fact that you have permission. Well, again, permission for what, John? Well, I'll answer the question this way, because this goes beyond just entrepreneurial business stuff. So I'll say it like this, Pastor, you have permission to be more than just a pastor, and we kind of touched on this at the end of yesterday's episode, or really in the entirety of yesterday's episode, where I'm saying that, you know, one of the traps of pastoral ministry, if we're not careful, it can become this all-consuming singular focus identity. It's not a healthy place to end up. And I told you yesterday on that podcast, you are more than a pastor. Your identity is more than that. And I'm telling you again today, Pastor, you have permission to be more than just a pastor. I'm not demeaning being a pastor. I've been there, done that. I am there. I love the work I have gotten to do and get to do as a pastor. I love pastors. I just don't like when we think that's the only gig in the world and it's all we've been put here for. You have permission to be more than just a pastor. So if part of that permission looks like you going out into the marketplace and launching a business, praise God, you have permission. So, who do you have permission from? I want to go in three directions with this and I'll try to answer this quickly. The first one, would you believe me if I told you that you have permission from God? Now he didn't tell me that directly. and in all seriousness, I am saying this with all seriousness, even though I'm joking a little bit in, in how I'm presenting it. Um, I don't claim to speak for God's authoritative will for your life at all, not not even for a second. You need to be walking with him and you need to ch- check in with him early and often and consistently in your walk with Jesus because he trumps anything that I'm saying. But I do want to unpack this with you. I think that we put way too much self-imposed heaviness, man-made heaviness on this sense of calling that does accompany you know, our role as pastors. I have not yet... Am- I've not met a pastor yet that does not speak of their vocation in terms of a calling. Like, I feel called to this. I surrendered to the call to ministry. I get that. I have sensed that. I have walked in that. I have felt that. I have experienced that. That's a real thing. But I think sometimes we make it more than what it really is. And I want you to hear this, Pastor, that God's calling on our lives can be carried out in multiple ways in different seasons of life. And so, yes, do I believe God has a calling on your life? hundred percent, sure. And can that calling be carried out in your role as a pastor for a season? Absolutely, yes. And that calling can be carried out in many other ways in many other seasons of life, including business, because there's a lot of ministry that happens in business. They're synonymous in my mind. But I want to just share a couple thoughts from Scripture, okay? You all know 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. One time I heard a sermon titled, God's Will is Whatever. And I remember kind of the big punchline to the sermon was that so often we get so wrapped up in You know, wondering, am I walking in the will of God? Am I in the will of God? Am I in the will of God? And the the preacher's point was essentially, hey, make sure that you are walking in the ways of God because as long as you're walking in the ways of God, he will ensure that you are walking in the will of God. And many times I do believe God's will for a lot of things in our life is whatever. God, can I go start a business and make some extra money for my family? I think many times God's answer would be whatever. Yeah, if you want to do that, go ahead. Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Now, again, there could be times that God says, absolutely not, not in this season or not in that way, or this is the only thing I want you to do. This is my direct assignment for you for this season. He gets total freedom and permission to to speak personally into your life and into my life. That's where I'm seriously not claiming to speak totally on God's behalf but I do know that verse is in there. So whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And just like earthly fathers who love their children and the children, you know, says to the father, like, dad, should I eat Cheerios for breakfast or should I have eggs and toast? And and the dad's like, whatever, have whatever you want. I don't care. Like, just eat breakfast. I want you to be filled up with something nutritious. So whatever, eat something, you know, can I have chocolate cake for breakfast? No. Um, that's not what on the menu for breakfast. Well, it has eggs in it, Dad. Well, that's not what's on the menu for breakfast. So, um, if we being evil, Jesus said, give good gifts to our children. How much more would our Father in heaven? We I just looked at this in a group Bible study I was doing last night, Matthew chapter seven, verse seven, right in there where uh, Jesus is telling us to ask the Father and he'll he'll give it to us, and he's a good Father, and that's the part I'm trying to remind you of here that God's will many times is whatever. I also love Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I know some of us have been warned about how evil our heart is. And there is scripture that speaks to that as well. Desperately wicked, who can know it? And so that's a a tension we need to lean into. Like blind advice of just follow your heart is probably bad advice. But here's an unlock that I want to share with you. One time we were at Les and I were having a coaching conversation with a pastor who was honestly feeling guilty for having a desire to even be an entrepreneur in the first place. And then they had so many ideas, as many entrepreneurs do. We see opportunity everywhere and just all these ideas and they were feeling guilty about all of that. Shouldn't I just be satisfied just being a pastor? And I challenged them with that verse, Psalm 37, four: delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I asked, where do you think those desires come from? to to do these different things? Why does that idea trip your trigger? Why does that light you up? Where is that coming from? Is it an evil heart that wants to run away from the will of God? No, I want to serve God. I love the Lord. I want to be in his will. Then here was the unlock. This is what I heard uh, us kind of come stumble into this conclusion. And we shared this with this pastor. When I am delighting myself in the Lord... I can trust the desires of my heart. Again, I say that a little cautiously. You need some godly counsel around you, some people who know you and are walking beside you and can affirm some of these things. But I just want to tell you, if there's something in you that wants to go start a business, chances are really good that desire was put there by God and you can trust that. And you can ask him for it and he'll actually give it to you because he'll give you the permission that. Gladys would like you to believe that she holds the power over you in, and she gets to say, or your board gets to say. So, number one, Pastor, you have permission from God. Secondly, and this one's really big, I want to challenge you with this, Pastor, you have permission from yourself, if you'll grant it to yourself. Something we see at Entree Pastors with a lot of the, the, the people who come to us is that some of the greatest resistance that they encounter on their entree pastor journey. Are you ready for this? It's self imposed. It's not even Gladys. It isn't even the Lord. It's it's com- the resistance is coming from between their own two ears. It's their it's their own mind. It's their own thoughts. It's their own limiting beliefs that they've accepted and just been held fast in. And so, can I challenge you, pastor, to give yourself permission? to be more than a pastor, to lean into this entree pastor journey, if that's a desire that you would have. Give yourself the permission. I'm giving it to you. God's giving it to you. You can give it to you. And then here's the last thing I have to say, and this might cause a little bit of tension in the room, but I'm going to say it. Are you ready? You have permission from God. You have permission from yourself if you'll give it to yourself. You don't need permission from anyone else. And I know that totally flies in the face of how we've been trained to think as pastors because we've sort of bought into this idea. That our churches own us why because we are their full-time pastor they pay us a full-time salary it is a full-time calling of god on my life and we put all this heaviness on it and all of a sudden it leads us to a place i think i shared this story a few episodes back of a pastor who had to go to his board of deacons and get their permission to take a piece of real estate property that he owned it was not the churches and he had to get their blessing and permission for him to put that in the rental market and and bring extra income into his family. How jacked up is that? They don't own you. You don't need their permission to go make some extra money with a resource that is yours, a service that you're providing. And so I'm here to tell you, Pastor, you don't need your church's permission to be an entree pastor. They don't necessarily want you to think that way. The unhealthy ones, again, there's there's plenty of healthy churches that would say amen to what I'm saying. And they're like, hey, Pastor, keep delivering the goods keep delivering the results and we're fine. Like, yeah, if you want to go start a business, go start a business. There's a lot that would push back on that though. They're not going to be, they're not going to celebrate in general, the idea of their full-time pastor, not being accessible 24 seven to them. And are you ready for this pastor? You don't need their permission anyway. So what comes up inside of you when you hear me say that is it, does it bring up a feeling of like fear? Like, Oh my goodness, I could never, I could never walk in that. Well, let me ask you to think about this from just a slightly different way. The very fact that you believe you must obtain permission from your church in order to pursue this entree pastor journey that God has put upon your heart is evidence in and of itself of your need for that entree pastor journey. Are you tracking with what I'm saying? The very fact that you're in a system that you feel requires permission from someone else for you to go out and do the things that God has placed upon your heart shows exactly why you need this. You need an extra source of income, going back to some of our previous episodes, where you're no longer financially dependent. A church does not have the power to control you nearly as much as they thought they did when they knew that they were the only paycheck you were getting. So I know some of that sounds a little bit negative. I'm just speaking raw and real to this thing. You don't need Gladys's permission The day's coming real soon that Gladys is not going to be in your church. She's either going to get mad and leave, or she's going to love you right up to the end and die and go be with Jesus, provided that she knows Jesus. Um, Not all Gladys' who claim they know Jesus actually do, I found out through my years of leading in the church. But um, either way, Gladys isn't going to be around forever. What a sad story that Gladys has had a lot of control over pastors and kept them held fast into some limiting places, stuck in a rut. Because they thought they needed Gladys's permission and she wasn't ever going to be willing to give it. Well, what if I told you, Pastor, you don't need Gladys's permission? You have God's permission. You have your own permission. I'm encouraging it. You have permission to go be more than a pastor. And if that means getting out and launching a business, then praise God, let's go do that. Go launch a business. All right. Here's what I've got for you today. I want to offer up a free resource. and If you have not yet connected with us on social media, for those of you that are on Facebook, can I invite you into our Entree Pastors Facebook community? If you go to Facebook and search for the group Entree Pastors Connect, we'd love to bring you in there. We have a few hundred pastors. Can't wait till the day that that's up into the thousands of pastors who are joining us on this Entree Pastor journey. But if you're not in there yet, come on in. Be a part of the conversation there. I try to post in there almost every day something that's encouraging and of value, and we'd love to add you to the conversation there. So come on in, be a part of it. And if there's anything we can do to be of service to you, you know how to find us. Shoot me an email, John J O N at entrepastors.com. Thanks for listening today, guys. We will see you tomorrow. God bless.